And we're live. Welcome, everybody. This is the Reality Czars podcast, and we're your hosts, Nate and Thomas. That's me, Paranoid American. We got Loomis here from Chanted Down Podcast. Thank you, brother, for uh, you hit me up on Instagram. I'm really stoked to meet new folks, and uh, it sounds like you've been doing this for a while. So um, why don't you, for any of my audience that hasn't heard of you yet, will you tell us the best place to find you? Sure. Um, hey, thanks for having me on, you guys. I appreciate it. My name's Loomis. Uh, I host Chen It Down podcast for 10 years now. And Chen It Down podcast started out as more of like a radio show. Um, I had callers and stuff like that. But basically what it is, is seeing with a set of eyes that critically thinks we chant down the system as in like chanting down Babylon, me and my friends used to joke around and say, we, you know, let's chant it down. And we, so it just became this phrase we use. And I'm, I said, well, I'm going to make chant it down radio in 2013 because um, in other words, we, 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 uh, we're, many are caught up in the system. They don't chant it down. So we chant it down. It's, it's this entire way of life imposed on us by civilization itself, government itself on autonomous beings. And, particularly the dark occultists, uh, controllers that rule society in the direction they are taking humanity. So we chant that down. And I on this on my show, I connect the dots on widely diverse topics to bring an important earth picture and uh, just try to help people out and navigate through this insane reality. I love it, man. Yeah, that sounds like fun. Yeah. Um, so Thomas, why don't you throw some plugs out too? I always forget to have you throw plugs. Yeah, dude. Paranoidamerican.com. Uh, we're into making comic books and games and uh, all kinds of original artwork that's based on occult research and conspiracy theories. We were just talking before we went live here. Again, this uh, the Connect the Dots Confounding Conspiracy of Chemtrails children's book that it's a full, you know, whole, kind of inspired by... Uh, um, magic school bus but instead they go and research all sorts of conspiracy topics so this one is finally available on amazon it was kind of like shadow banned for the longest time so you can finally find it if you just search for connect the dots chemtrails so do bad, you have you other adventures to that besides the, the chemtrails yeah so the, the second one's been in the works for a little while but it's called the uh, secret society job fair and it breaks down that's Rosicrucians and, and Golden Dawn and Freemasons and Illuminati and, you know, Cult of Mithra, just every secret society you can think of. And it gives them each sort of a page in this children's book. So, yeah. That's cool, man. <laughs> yeah. One day when my little one is fucking reading, I'll have him read those books. That'll be fun. Yeah, dude. I'll, yeah, I'll get you a copy for sure, man. <laughs> well, uh, Loomis, we were talking briefly before we got started that maybe we talk a little chemtrails or some things like that, but we are very open. So uh, whatever you want to talk to talk to about tonight, brother. Well, I've kind of been since um, things sort of calmed down with COVID. I'm like, okay, so what do they want to focus on next? So I've always paid a lot of attention to the skies and, um, I, I was pointed out in 1998, my first chemtrail. So I've been aware of them for a long time. And, you know, before there were even movies about them and stuff. And then finally a movie came out in about 2004 that was called Aerosol Crimes by Clifford Carnicom, scientist. It was very, it was not very entertaining, but it was, um, you know, real factual based on the, the, um, the samples, air samples and stuff like that and rain samples. And so, you know, that got me going for a long time. But what, why I mentioned since COVID, I've been thinking they really want to ramp up this climate change stuff. And um, I just kind of wanted to, in my own audience, 
uh, brief them. And so I did a talk called What Happened to Cobalt Blue Skies? And I just ran my audience through, even if someone's never heard of chemtrails before, all the way up into the most advanced parts of the research and the crazy stuff they have going on with nanotechnology in, in the samples and, you know, and, and stuff that's in our bodies. And, you know, it's such a big encompassing thing but it happens behind the scenes in our life. It's like the thing that's happening in the background of our lives that we're, while we're busy paying attention to all the other things, even us in the alternative media, busy paying attention to Klaus Schwab or Bill Gates, you know, that's just middle management anyway. We're, we're, um, so it's not, it's, I always want to bring people back to this is happening and it's actually affecting our health. It's affecting the planet. And it's really one of the biggest things. And I, I do always like to keep at least warm on my own show just because it really is big even though a lot of things are big that one is always just continuing to happen no matter what president we get you're still gonna have your sky sprayed i'm a world traveler i love to see the world um and i've been to all the continents of antarctica and every single place i see that stuff in our skies and it's um you know it's it's uh everybody should be aware of it yeah, hundred percent, dude. It's a fucking fascinating one because I oftentimes I wonder like exactly what the fuck they're doing up there. Because I mean, some of it right is like tends to like the climate agenda and this climate change. Like, dude, it's late as fuck. We just had the biggest like uh, snowstorm ever in Portland right now. We had like eleven inches of snow. Uh, that doesn't fucking happen. It's late February. Like, it's wild, dude. It's like snowing in like Arizona, like. There's weird shit happening weather-wise, and so they're always fucking with stuff like that. Uh, but like you said, too, maybe there's some nanoparticulates going on. Maybe there's some darker fucking agenda shit going on. And so all of that is fun to explore. And we can see the shit that they're doing right now as, as far as, like, I think they fucking blew up that goddamn train in Ohio. Uh, I think that shit was on purpose, like, because right after that, there's been, like, numerous other train derailments, and, man, they're just, like, they're trying to fucking poison the water, so I think that they can monetize the what, like, clean water is going to be left. I mean, that's kind of, like, they've been really monopolizing, like, fresh water. Um, here we go here. You got that another new, comment. That new world water. <laughs> that new world water, dog. Like, I'm not kidding. So, yeah, storming like crazy down here in Southern Cal. Southern California. Yeah, yeah, man, it's nuts, dude. It's absolutely nuts. Cause like, that's the biggest uh, realty that's going right now is like water, like water rights. And we can't buy that shit. It's big corporations that are buying up all the water rights. And if you hear the dude from Nestle, he's like, water should be privatized. No one has a fucking right to, to fresh drinking water. And you're like, motherfucker. <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's, it's a twofold thing explaining chemtrails to people too, because Climate change and what they're saying is a hoax because, you know, a lot of people don't realize that the, the number one greenhouse gas is water vapor. And, you know, they're riding off of a lot of, you know, they're cherry picking their models. But then the other side of it is they are changing the climate with all these programs. They they're messing with our weather. Uh, and so it's difficult to explain to people sometimes because, first of all, you have to debunk climate change but then you have to realize that's like the cover story for what they're really doing and that's manipulating the weather as one of their programs actually but um so it takes a lot of careful explanation and then if you look behind the scenes not even behind the scenes but like not on the front the number one headline there's always like 
oh, well, we would we would do geoengineering if we needed to. And then they'll show you like real pictures of chemtrails. And that's like that's and they're like, but it's but we're not doing it. But they are doing it. But they're not doing it because they're trying to save the planet. You guys are fucking crazy. We would never do that. Also, Bill Gates is thinking about putting a bunch of silver in the sky to block out the sun. Yeah, that's science. Yeah, and powdered aluminum and <laughs> yeah. and also in in texas and even in some places in florida when we go through some kind of droughts right that there's certain pilots their entire job is to monitor uh the weather and if it looks like it might rain if there's just like a slight chance that it could rain and they need rain they'll fly up there and they'll inject the clouds they call it cloud seeding and that it'll basically tilt it over if it's like on the fence between raining and not raining it tilts it over to raining and it's such a, a known practice that like these guys it's their whole job it's you know you're on call the second that it's might rain and you're hoping that you do because every time you get to go up there you get paid to do it it's almost like a contract job so you if know, you go on youtube you can find those guys that tell you exactly how to seed clouds and when to look for it so it's not like geoengineering is some occult practice that doesn't happen. It's just no one really talks about it. It's astral, astralized, fuck, I can't, I can't, (laughs) (laughs) aerialized injection, something like that. But yeah, man, if you actually look for it correctly, if you look up chemtrails, they're going to be like, you stupid faggot. Those are fake and gay. <laughs> You're an idiot. But then if you look for asteroid or whatever I'm trying to say, you'll find it right away. Because like rich people, if you have that kind of money, you've been able to like, let's say your daughter's having a wedding and you she wants to get married in May. You can fucking pay these people to make it a sunny day. Right. You can have a fucking sunny day on your daughter's wedding. It's going to cost you a lot of fucking money. And then also in Saudi Arabia, in the UAE, all these different fucking places, they've been like, how the fuck do you think they have like gardens and shit? They dump fucking rain all over that place through these chemical. And so it's not fucking kooky. We're not fucking crazy. Well, and I've got a showstopper here, too, because uh, I don't know if yeah, I can get it focused here. So HR 2977, the Space Preservation Act of 2001, this is passed, you can look it up right now, Section 7B, it specifically cites the word chemtrails, and it puts it in a category of exotic weapon system, not as, you know, cloud seeding, agricultural, that is 100% legit uh, reference that you can look up, and, and it's because the original idea of chemtrails did kind of include dumping toxic poisons over an area because it's just well, it's like the that's application what they process. did in vietnam right they fucking they Orange, even yeah. admitted that well they even said that though they extended um monsoon season to try to fuck them up yeah, so they had it like it was only supposed to rain for like six months they made it rain for like two and a half years it was something crazy like that where they were just dumping chemicals to just try to destroy their infrastructure, try to destroy their roads, try to keep them disorganized. And so they could bomb the fuck out of them. And so, like, that's something that is also now admitted by the military. That was the first or one of the first admitted uses of this chemical, like this rain shit as a weapon of war. Like that was specifically used to fuck them up. Yeah, that was Project Popeye. That's what you're talking about. Oh, mm-hmm. interesting. I didn't even know the name for that. Yeah. Project Popeye, uh-huh. <laughs> interesting. And Loomis, it's it's an interesting coincidence because I was when I was working on that chemtrails book, um, the the co writer that I was working with, he had lived in Hawaii for a while, and uh-huh. he mentioned that his wife at the time was having all kinds of weird skin and health issues, and they went and saw a specialist while they were in Hawaii, 
and that person told him about something called Morgellons disease, which I had never heard of before. And he dropped like all of the information about Morgellons on me and how that's related to chemtrails. And uh, and it legitimately are those the, those the, freaky worms that live in your belly? It's a number, dude. It's, so there's like little black looking hair type particles uh, that fibers. can be on your skin. Little little black weird fibers. Sometimes they might be made out of like some kind of um, uh, silicon or, or even carbon fiber sort of structures. There's also these little multicolored shards. It almost looks like broken shards of like crystal or glass um, that can appear, and a whole a whole host of other sort of issues that just uh, materialize and typical illness symptoms but it's like a very specific thing that once you look up close you find those little black fire so loomis you probably know about more than i do i just heard yeah. those secondhand stories and i try to cover a little bit but i i, I want to know more about it well yeah so um there's there uh, everybody that's been tested that was willing to be tested has it in them because they would they all they're all spraying this nano technology it's self-replicating nano fibers they're 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 um carbon nanotubes and they grow go. in our bodies and what helps them grow is things like your phone cell phone towers uh even gmo foods our delivery system uh sugars and bad diet and um basically emf pollution helps these things grow and they grow in our bodies and it kind of makes you sick talking about it but apparently it's in every every sample of human body you can find at least you know like you know through saliva or piss or shit can i cuss on here i don't know yes um, yeah, go okay crazy. good okay oh, this all is right. a good so, christian show for children come on now. Oh, <laughs> oh good all right well anyway um so everything has been found it, every every this stuff has been found in every human body and you know how they talk about the internet of bodies mm -hmm. well that is what they're referring to although they they're not telling us is that we now it used to be the internet of things now it's the internet of bodies well that's we a become, correct right we become, um, uh, we're, we're we're uh becoming like connected to all of this pollution through emf radiation an insider told me in 2008 that basically it forms uh an antenna from the back of your spine all the way down to your reproductive organs and uh it starts with things like heart big things and then those rays of go into smaller antennas and then those things go into things like your phone or your tv or you know everything so we're kind of all in this so if we lived maybe let's say we lived in, in the Amazon or some place, we wouldn't really have that problem. But the Margellan's actual disease is what most people say is because people's bodies aren't taking to the stuff in their body. So it's pushing out like a sliver. Excuse me. Like when you have a sliver in your body, your your body automatically like pushes it out because it's it's a foreign object. Well, some people aren't taken to this stuff and it's coming out of their skin. And a lot of doctors will will say to them that they're, you know, crazy, right? They just have some itchy rash and maybe they think they're tweakers or something. But right. they honestly are um, experiencing basically like you were saying, um, power, basically like power cables coming out of the skin, but very tiny. And um, it's pretty crazy. Um there's a lot of people that are suffering from it. In fact, the celebrity, the singer Joni Mitchell 
says she's had it for years. So it's it's um, one of the more like uh, darker and more hidden aspects of it. A lot of people talk about weather and stuff, but that's another thing. And that's the transhumanism part of their this. And I, I believe that these operations are, are multifaceted. I also think they dump pathogens on people. I think they that they have actually it's been you know, documented that they did a project or was it not project operation sea spray where they sprayed people in San Francisco back in the sixties with, with uh, a flu, I believe it was. And well, technically they sprayed it out in the ocean and they wanted to see how long it would take and how far it would spread from out in the middle of the ocean onto land. And then that was, that was the original premise of the test was like, how does it, you know, transfer over air? But, the side of it was like, and then like, what does it do to people? <laughs> yeah. And then so several people died, correct? It was like, right. I think like 12 people died. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a whole lot they're doing. And I mean, a good, more like scientific based research would be to listen to Alana Freeland, who I've had on my show quite a few times, or um, the scientist Clifford Carnicom. But, you know, like I'm not a scientist and I, I, my attention span gets very, very limited when we're talking about like all these different like frequencies and stuff. I'm like, wow, well, that's a lot of stuff to take in. So you really have to do your research, but a lot of Freeland does have some good books to read about this, but uh, yeah, it's, it's mind blowing, but I always like to just bring it back to that. We didn't consent for this. We didn't, we didn't say, yeah, go ahead and spray us. Um, What you guys were talking about, Dennis Kucinich was the one who put that in that patent in the chemtrails you read in your, your book. Yeah. The HR 2907. Yeah. When he, he put that in, he, I think his sister was killed or somebody close to him was killed. And then he took that out of there because they don't want you to know about that. So, but it's, yeah. it's on the books for forever now or until yeah. they, they scratch yeah. the books. Yeah. We know about that now, so they can't do anything, but still, uh, he he hushed up about that pretty quick. I think after either someone was threatened that was close to him or somebody died, I forget the, the story. But yeah, it's it's crazy. I mean, you know, I'm, there's a lot of things we can focus on in this world that are dark and happening to us. But this one is like ongoing. And I would say they've been probably doing this in our skies full scale for the last 25 to 30 years. Actually, a lot of people reportedly say around 1996 when they allowed um, foreign troops to fly in our skies. And that might be who's doing the major operations is like NATO troops, you know, or even drones that they're flying from that are NATO, not just us. Cause it, a lot of people say to me, you know, when I talk about it, like, well, who would spray themselves, you know, that's, that's crazy. And, but if you weren't connected to the population that you were spraying to, because you're from another country or didn't give a shit, then I think that would make more sense for a pilot to be someone like that. But um, no, also, no, these psychopaths really don't give a shit about us. No, and they don't. It is fascinating, man, because I, I've had this conversation with quite a few people where I'm like, OK, so the poisonous fucking poke. Right. They're pushing this shit on all of us. Right. They're pushing it on their own people. And you're like, eh, OK, and then the things exactly what you're saying, like what they're doing to the environment, what they're doing to like they have to live here, too. Right. Yeah. So this gets real woo-woo where they're saying that this is more like geoengineering and that these people aren't even fucking human (laughs) and that they are just like 
there's some other type of entity that doesn't need as much oxygen in the air, that doesn't need the same sort of things that we need. And uh, this is just, yeah, exactly. This is ge geoengineering getting ready for themselves to take over, which is a fascinating concept. And I don't know how deep down the rabbit hole you go, Lomas, but. Oh, I'll go all the way with that. I mean, I, I do believe that these people aren't human. They're not humane. They don't treat us like living beings. It's, and I, I think that they must be. If they are not, the people that are in the public display that we see, are if they're not human, at least the people behind them definitely aren't human of some sort. They're, you know, I, I don't know if they're alien. I mean, maybe. Um, but they're definitely, or a different type of human. But they certainly hate us. And the, you can just see it. I mean, you don't even have to dig deep and go down a rabbit hole. You can just go into your 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 uh, your state or federal office where you live and see how how human you get treated like. You get treated like shit and they don't like you. And they're programmed. The people that work there are programmed to be that play, that kind of person to you. So imagine the people that are behind them. They, they don't give a shit about you. They'll tax you to death. Our government hates us. So when people were getting the poison poke or the poison dart, I was like, well, okay, suddenly they care about us now. Like, and oh, and it's free because, the, you know, everything that's <laughs> supposed to be good for you is never free. We have to pay a lot of money for it. And here's something that uh, suddenly is free. And it's like the best thing since sliced bread. And we we all need to go get it. Go get in line. It's all free. And it's and, and they care so much about us. Yet. And no one even questions like that. How could they have like some billion doses of this stuff ready by the time that it came out? It's just it's there's because they had it ready before the poison. <laughs> exactly. That's the reason they did the whole psyop is to get that in people. That's the that's what I've been saying this whole time is that they made this psyop um, convent or whatever. I don't know if you want to keywords on here, but they we are, we are on YouTube, so they but I don't that in our, on our bloodstream and change our DNA. So there it goes back again to them not being human because they're trying to take, they're trying to change our DNA. Lewis, I want to throw something past you and I just want to hear your take on it. Cause I've, I've heard many people's takes on it. So let's say that the poison poke, right. Was to, slowly take out or and or change the bodies of all the idiots that were willing to take it so why would they leave us the questioners behind like because we're the ones that are like fuck you i'm not taking that keep that shit away from me like why are they gonna let us live do you, you think know, that, what's what's your opinion on it? i don't <laughs> i i've been asking that too because here their fan club they're killing off their fan club they're killing off mm -hmm. the people their followers like they're, they're going to all they're going to have left is the rebels. And I'm wondering if because how the occult seems to work is they actually respect you more if you stand up for yourself. And they, you know, um, people like Mark Passio talk about how the um, occult calls the people the dead because they haven't yet awakened. So they might have a little more respect for people that that don't that actually do question, even though it goes against their agenda, but I kind of feel like they just want to go ahead and take out whoever they don't give a shit, but it is an interesting concept. I wish I had an answer, but that's kind of my take on it is that they might respect us more for at least saying no, because um, they they'll go, they'll, they'll go as far as they can. And although if you noticed, they got everybody to do it to, to themselves because they, 
they don't want that kind of karma. They just suggested that you do it. They didn't say you have to do it. I mean, in a lot of cases, a lot Some of people, people kind of had to do it to keep their job. Yeah. But uh, Military. Military was a big one on that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because that is your kind of your life. That's more than a job. That is your life. You know, that they provide everything to you. So to yeah. dangle that in front and say, you know, everything goes away. That's way more than just getting fired. Also, any retirement, anything like you're yeah, getting yeah. dishonorably discharged. Right. Yeah, it, was, it was fucked up. Uh, so I'll throw this one out there, too, because I always think that there's psyops within psyops. And like <laughs> I so like if you look at look at like a quote from fucking Bill Gates, he's like, hey, the way that we are going to cure this poison poke hesitancy is if we put it into the food supply. And so there's like a fucking tweet from that son of a bitch. That's how we'll cure the hesitancy. And so like now you'll see things where like even organic meat, uh, they're saying that it doesn't matter organic or not. They're allowed to start poking them with mRNA vaccines. And I'm just like, I mean, imagine how they're rushing the fucking bugs at us. And they're like, you guys take the bugs. And then we're like, fuck you. We're going to, we're going to eat steak. And they're like, (laughs) <laughs> go eat that steak faggot you're gonna get your mrna anyway well like, imagine instead of going to CV, uh, cvs and getting a free shot right you got to go to the taco bell drive through and you got a free like gordita supreme it just happened to also be the vaccine yeah i have a feeling that there would have been a lot more people sort of complying with it because there's, you have to you go for the whole Gordita free <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah dude <laughs> throw it in some baja blast or something because now instead of having to go and get poked and you know deal with needles and go to like an actual clinic i mean everyone will go through a drive-thru and, and pop that i mean most dude, people were showing off the free donuts right think dude right. was in was in nevada when they were doing it in, in vegas they were trying to get those skis bags and you know the guys that would just like sit there and fucking put money in the thing and like they were trying to get them poked, and those guys—they don't fucking care. Their liver, their liver is pickled. They, they're not fucking. So they were like, "You want a prostitute? We'll get you a hooker if you get the poke." Really? And, I didn't know yes, that. They, didn't they know took that. them and got them free hookers. And then these other ones—they they took them. Uh, they gave them bottle service with a limo and took them all the way to this strip club and gave them dances all night and stuff for the poke. Like they were going hard trying Damn, to make man. sure. Dude, I know how many people just went back every weekend, just changed their name. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that yeah. was my twin brother. <laughs> it, it didn't come from health, it came from like bribery. Like, hey, get your free donuts, cigarettes, beer. Um, you they know, they had joints for jabs up here. Oh, yeah, and... yeah, they did. Yeah, that's yeah. Right. Yeah. And lotteries, and yeah, yeah. So wow. I got another one I want to throw at you because this is probably one of my favorite chemtrails uh, theories. And it's that a spe- specifically when you see the chemtrail grids, they're kind of forming a huge Faraday cage. And for anyone that's not familiar with what a Faraday cage, kind of like a chicken wire fence that you can wrap around something and it blocks all sorts of different signals. It'll basically shut you off from the world in terms of radio and EMF and everything else. It kind of absorbs all of these things. Uh, and it's also used for anti-radar, all sorts of purposes. But basically, these grids of chemtrails could be acting as some sort of like an astral Faraday cage, which would present you know, prevent anyone from on the ground from being able to actually project anything they wanted out into the ionosphere or beyond, depending on what you believe in. 
but now these little grids kind of intercept that or absorb that energy and it basically makes it so that you have to live here in this sort of you know real realm and you can't venture out into the astral realm because it's been blocked off oh i thought they were playing checkers up there oh okay. yeah <laughs> you, you know um yeah i i have a friend who thinks that um they do it more closer to a, a full moon and a new moon because the energy that we get from that is powerful. And if they can kind of block that um, and block the sun too, you know, blocking these things that we need, vitamin D and a lot of this and keep us within this really heavy frequency. Those are the days you really feel like shit too. When you, when they really box us in and I'm not really hundred percent sure why they do this, grid up there um i've even heard of people saying they saw ufos in the sky in like a crack in the clouds when they're doing it as, as if they're making a canopy to hide like fleets of ufos up there and I, I wouldn't discount that either but um the thing is they um seem to really when they really like white us out it really affects people's energy levels and people are tired and somebody else pointed out, I think it was Matt Landman. Um, you guys might know him, made Franken's guys. Shout out to Matt, cool guy. Uh, he, I think it was him, could be wrong. Uh, that energy drinks suddenly came out like as a big thing around the time these programs started to come out. And, and you know, you really do feel tired on those days that they really just sock us in. And I'm wondering if that was kind of their way of like, really given us those extra energy boosts because they knew we we're all going to be really tired from all these heavy metal poisoning and stuff. And I mean, now you can't go anywhere without seeing them. I mean, like every counter of 7-Eleven has five hour energy drinks or, you know, anywhere. So you got to wonder if it's kind of part of that too, just to keep people because they realize people are going to be tired from all this poisoning. Dude, when I was a scum ass, like early 20s, I lived off of that shit. Like, I remember when I first moved out here to, like, Portland-ish area, my my entire fridge was just full of Four loco, like, a case of, like, Monster <laughs> Energy drinks. I wonder <laughs> I if anyone like, out there remembers <laughs> Jolt Cola, which I don't think oh. is even around anymore, but Jolt Cola was, like, ten times the caffeine of, of Mountain Dew, even. Yeah. yeah. Oh, shit, really? Yeah, they got yeah. they took it away yeah. because it was just too it was too much. They it probably it killed a few kids or so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Look what we could have had. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. four locos, dude, they had to do a remix because like people were well, you know, I mean they were crazy anyways, but like I think somebody like loped out, like drank some four locos. Yeah, like, it was it was murdered two their family or yeah. something. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, um, I used to drink energy drinks too at times, even knowing it was bad for you, but like, especially when I got to do something big, like move or something, you know, that's a lot of energy. So I'll, I'll pound hopefully a healthier one down, but still it's, um, it's everywhere. If you notice the, the energy drinks and, uh, yeah, that there there's, it's funny. Cause you think about, um, jolt cola and how that was like, that was bad. And I think it gave some people heart attacks or something. Mm. Um, and now like in these days, everything seems to kind of ratchet worse and worse. So now it's like, Oh, whatever, you know, let's give people these crazy amount of energy drinks and they don't care anymore. It's, it's, it's crazy how society has Dude, gone I'm, from even I'm the so 80s much of a fucking childhood. a libertarian with that stuff with like bodily autonomy where it comes to like, 
okay, when because whenever you actually look at those fucking cases where somebody died of a heart attack from one of those things, it's like that asshole drank 20 of them or something. That's when then somebody died. Or, yeah. or they like it fed it sucks. to their kid because they ran out of formula. They're like, yeah. oh, there's some jolt over here. Dude, I'm not kidding. My sister used to put Coca-Cola in the baby's <laughs> bottles with my niece and nephew. And she would laugh because it would fuzz out the top. <laughs> I was like, you're such a piece of shit. That's that Ozark special, except that's, dude, that would be like we were mountain real diet trash, lightning. Dude. No, because I mean, we were spicks and then like on, so we're like beaner trash, but then on the white side, they're like from Oklahoma, like, oh, like, <laughs> yeah, we were just fucking garbage. We shouldn't have had kids, but. Well, it's like that. They survived. They're, they grew to adulthood. So my niece and nephew are, are adults now. So they survived that. Continuing like the that tradition. <laughs> the diet of people in Hawaii is terrible. Like you go to a, a barbecue and you have kids drinking that like um, really fluorescent colored like fruit punch that's just super sugar coated and they're just their their faces are all red and stuff and they're eating like the worst foods you can imagine. That's like a right of childhood though. Like every kid's got that that freaking Kool Aid smile at some point. Mm-hmm. It's true, I mean, and I, you got to have fun in this world too. You know, I had fun. I mean, grew, I grew up in the 80s and the, it, it definitely was an innocent, more innocent world now that you can look back from these times. Dude, I grew up in the fucking ghetto. I remember kids getting fights like with their parents. They grabbed their parents cigarettes and would fucking light one. And they were like fighting over the camel cash. Do you remember that when they had little oh, dollar yeah, bills yeah. inside of it? Yeah. In the Marlboro Dude. Miles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know what a fucking six-year-old was going to do with camel cash, but they just wanted to have it in their pocket, I guess. Dude, I grew up with Joe Cool knowing that when I grew up, he'd be one of my homeboys, right? Like, kids don't have Joe Cool anymore. Look what, look what we've taken from him. Oh, Snoopy, you it's mean? terrible. Snoopy? <laughs> Snoopy. Yeah, yeah. I miss Joe Cool. Oh, no, so so uh, Joe or Joe Camel. Sorry, I meant Joe Camel. Oh, all right, all right, all right, yeah. A little more hardcore. Yeah, yeah a little bit more hardcore. Yeah. Yeah, well, you got you – got, um, I mean, this this deliberate dumbing down of society has been going on for, for longer than we've all been alive. So, you know, you, you can see it like they wanted to get people on worse diets and break up the family uh, from way back. Like, you know, I grew up in the 80s and my kids, I mean, my parents were um, both working and I came home to a TV to brainwash me, you know, and uh, sat at that TV after school. And didn't I loved even do Captain my Planet. I didn't know I was getting indoctrinated and like... Greta Thunberg communism. I, I just want to <laughs> yeah. say that if you look through history, all the different ways that dictatorships and governments have indoctrinated their people, Saturday morning cartoons are probably the number one way you want to be indoctrinated. Every other option is way worse than cartoons. That's true. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. Yeah. Yeah, but we've been through a lot. Even it, it's like we born we're born in it bad, so we don't realize how bad it actually is, but it it is pretty bad, you know, like um, I grew up, I grew up in ghetto circumstances too. And people were just, everybody thought they were a gangster and uh, you know, they're trying to shoot each other over gang colors and does in Hawaii you're talking about. Yeah. 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 The blood may have gone through a phase like that in high school. What are the Hawaiian (laughs) gangs? Like what, what were the main, was it, do they have like Latin Kings, but it's like the Hawaiian Kings or what? Well, there's Samoan gangs here. They're called SOS. Um, They have a gang, like, like sister gangs or whatever you call them in in LA. They're mostly you know? bloods, right? No, they're both bloods and crips. 
Okay. Although these days, most of the small guys I knew were all blitz. yeah. Most of that stuff is gone now, yeah. right? Now it's like yeah. U.S. versus Mexico. Even if unless it's just Mexico versus everyone else, you can drive through South Central LA now and see no gang colors. It's like it's all gone. I mean, it's that's. A, I don't think they do that much anymore, that I know of. Not that I go through there a lot. I'm out here, but that's good. You know, every, that was that's a that was a program in society. Actually, I, I call it the wannabe gangster. Uh, revolution that came out because right around the time boys in the hood came out everybody wanted to be a gangster and you'd see all you could go to a small town and kids thought they were gangsters so it was, it was like another program just like the hippie movement was a program just like you know whatever's popular was a program that was a program for a while and you don't see that anymore you don't go to small towns generally and see somebody wearing all red and think they're a blood or all blue and think they're a crip. It doesn't, I don't even see that anymore. So you'll sure as hell see them catching Pokemon though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Whatever that was, all the though, vaccines, all the autism, and then they're all just playing Pokemon Go now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Attention span of a goldfish, they say. Yeah. I'm yeah. right there with them. Well, I'm not good either. We're all, we've all been through it. But yeah, like they say that, uh, the average human life or attention spans about as much as a goldfish. And that's probably just from, you know, watching screens constantly becoming worse and worse. But yeah, I, I just see, I just see uh, what society is. I try to look from the outside and, you know, cause like you guys, I was born into it just, you know, and I'm nobody special, but to realize that society has been through a major dumbing down to get to this point. So people will go, yeah, I'll take the shot, you know, so it's all led up to now and whatever they have years next. of indoctrination, dude. And like every fun day at school was like we'd line up and we get to watch Bill Nye, you know, and oh. that was like one of those those that was one of those things where I think he was like one of those fucking like what's the word I'm looking for? It's like uh like Douche. a long con kind of situation where Fabian? he like got all of our yeah kind of, yeah some Fabian shit dude where they they he got like all of our trust like everybody fucking loved Bill. I Nye. just want to say and I always thought Bill Nye off. was an absolute douchebag. I never liked him. I was Mister Wizard for life, bro. You couldn't get me Mr. Wizard? to talk against Mister Wizard. It might be a generational thing, bro. Mister Wizard yeah. fucking kicked Bill Nye just like all over the place. But dude. We about. got out of fucking class to watch that shit. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? That was like one of those things. So, yeah, I don't know. And then he comes back and he's just such a bitch. He's oh, yeah. Such a bitch, man. Yeah. Now, definitely. You can see through it. Definitely. I'm trying to remember what the show that I grew up watching. Um, I can't think of it. Anyways, it was better than Bill Nye, too. Hmm. Yeah, well, if they're telling it, I just usually if they're especially now if they're telling us what science is, you you definitely don't want to listen to that because it's all Beekman's world. Did it, either one of you? I don't know. You guys are probably it sounds familiar, but it, it probably world is shit. Dude, I was I was searching for drugs at the time you were watching <laughs> that thing. Yeah, I was probably doing drugs watching Beekman's world. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah, um, well, yeah, me too. <laughs> yep. Fucking a man, yeah. I grew up in uh, NorCal, and growing or like growing and smoking weed was just what you did. And uh, so I started smoking weed right around eight. Whoa! 
<laughs> it, it, it was just normal. I like went over to my buddy's house and his mom's sitting there like ripping a bong on the couch. And she's like, you want some? Like, <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. I started around 14 and um, I don't know, like maybe I had, I was around some good shit. I don't know, but like, I think it helped open my mind to be more accepting of, of, things that challenge society. So I, I'd see nothing wrong with that. I mean, I, I would say like, well, I started pretty early and you started even earlier than me, but um, yeah, you win, bro. <laughs> you win, Nate. <laughs> yeah, you win. Eight, eight's pretty early, but still. Did I win? <laughs> it's like, it's, it's, um it's a substance that like Bob Marley always talks about how when you smoke, you get high, you see the system. And so you, you see differently than you do. And you see, you know, part of it too, though, is like, especially when you're a youngster and you're, you're having to buy this like under the table, you're having to buy this on the black market. Like, oh, that's not your dick. Super hard, I'm sure. Cops. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Oh, black market. Oh, (laughs) oh, God. (laughs) But, uh, uh, but like, dude, that makes you more hyper aware of the cops. And I was a little skateboarder too. So we were always getting chased off by like the cops and security guards. And so, like, you're always like questioning, like, that cop's a fucking pig. Like you're already against the system. Like the system's after your ass, anyways. You're poor. You're brown. You're smoking weed. And you got a skateboard. Like they were after our asses. And, and on top of that, too, man. Like like if you went through any of the dare programs, or even if you compared the the legal ramifications of getting caught with weed versus any other drug, you would like. I remember when I before I went to dare, I figured that the only people that did any kind of drugs were literally murders and arsonists. Like the same person smoking weed is killing people because like only a maniac would be doing these crazy things right so then the first time you come in contact with it and you're like oh i don't have that that murderous urge to kill everyone in sight maybe everything else i've ever been told by authority has always been a lie and now i have to go back and question everything like it just made me want to do drugs i was like that sounds (laughs) fucking awesome (laughs) dude they came to our school and they they put they had drunk goggles. Oh so yeah, they, dude. Do you remember those? And you'd put them on, and they were. Like, I was looking at those like online the other face. the other day, but they're still like two hundred dollars <laughs> a pair or something. I was like, this looks pretty fucking cool. Like I just drink some fucking beer, and then I, it looks like this. <laughs> <laughs> is is weed legal in Florida? Uh, uh, medical, yeah, it is. Medically, oh, like out here, okay, yeah, it's, it's recreational not... out here. Yeah. You can... so... That's the good thing is if you're looking for, let's say a sativa or an indica, you know, you can go and get exactly what you want. Where I'm still in the situation where I gotta be like, hey, you got some, you got some weed, you know? It's not like I can really like be specific, yeah, because um, or complain and be like, hey, take this back. I didn't like the way that this one, you know, particularly yeah, particularly smelled. Yeah. <laughs> like fuck off. So. It is it is better in a way to be in a recreationally legal state. I just wonder, like, though, is the government messing with it? I think so. It's got to be, dude, because like I'm curious on your opinion on this, like the the rash, like they're trying to make this shit legal, like. And it's weird to me because they're also trying to legalize things like uh, psilocybin. Mm -hmm. And it's like. Why on earth would you want that to be legal? Because, I mean, psilocybin was, like, probably one of the big first red pills for me, like, just opening up my mind. Just, I was a fucking prick, dude. I was an angry little asshole. 
And I was like, I was, I'd be like walking around Portland and like, I'd look for a fight. I'd try to like fucking bump somebody's shoulder. Like I was a fucking asshole. And then I remember doing shrooms and it like, it popped open my Godhead. Like I started seeing Jesus Christ and other people. I like started seeing like love and light and started like, I was, I was supposedly an atheist and I'd like find a hobo and I'd be like, dude, can I pray for you? So why are you saying, why would they legal? Why would, why wouldn't you want to make that legal? Dude, because it's, I don't think they want that shit. I don't think they, I think they want like angry, triggerable, like I want, they, they want people that are reactionary. They want people. I think you got that though, because the type of person that would venture out and test psilocybin, I think is already outside of that particular demo. And if anything, they're trying to laser focus in on those niche that they've already got a stranglehold on. So well, maybe also making it legal, they're going to make a list. And so when you buy that shit, you get put on a list. And so then they can, we're like putting a big red mark on our head. You know what I mean? Like Maybe, although dude, spores beam. are so easy to reproduce and clone yeah. and, and regrow. So, I mean, well, only dude, one dude has to take the fall and then everyone else gets the share in the spores. But you, you got to see what happened in Portland, dude. Like they, there was literally a store and they called it like Shroom Town or something like that. Oh, yeah. And they were just, they didn't give a fuck. And they were like, oh, yeah. yeah, you cops, you can come here if you want. Fuck off. We're selling shrooms. And so they were like, you could sit there and buy it with a credit card. You could just go in there and just fucking buy all the shrooms you wanted. But like you find out later that the cops did know about it and they were fine with it because they were just watching every motherfucker that went in there to buy it. Yeah. And they were just, no, they're just making lists like, okay, this stupid motherfucker, this stupid motherfucker, this stupid motherfucker. And so maybe that's what, Loomis, what do you think? What are your thoughts? (laughs) Well, um, this kind of goes into a thought I've had before is why. So as we've all kind of, a lot of people have figured out that the hippie generation was an MK ultra kind of thing. And it, you know, was an experiment on society, but they, they put out LSD. Now all my LSD experiences have been mind expanding too. They've, you know, like mushrooms and it's like, you know, if they really wanted to like, I don't know, destroy society or, or why wouldn't they just put out crack or something? Because, LSD is mind expanding and it and it actually made people want to drop out of the system. So it only kind of did a good thing. And back to that list thing you're talking about, um, that's what came to mind when when I forgot to say when we were talking about how, you know, um, they are killing off the people with the shot that are following the rules. And then there's the rest of us, us renegades who are not maybe we're on some kind of list. They want it's an experiment mm-hmm. to see who is on it and who is not. And so um, we're obviously not. So they want to see who the renegades are in society. And, you know, I don't know. I, I know I'm all over the place with this, but maybe they like, need a fucking breeding pool. Cause I mean, they're so inbred and they like, maybe they need some worthy people to fuck. I don't know. Maybe too. We, now we like show up different colors under some special like light radar that no one else has access to yet. Right. Like, if you've got if you got the poke, you turn red, and if not, you turn blue. So it's just like an easy way to, to determine, Dude, you know. I A still and B. tell that story because like I thought it was fucking nuts. And like this was an actual news article. There was a Russian doctor that had gotten in trouble. He was he was giving out like fake pokes. So he was like, you'd pay him and he'd fucking go like squirt in the air, and then he'd be like, All right, here's your QR code, and you're all fucking good to go. And so it was like this Russian couple, and they flew out to Israel. And I think it was on their way out as they were leaving. Somehow, anyways, their version of the NSA was like patting them down and shit. And they're like, "So, okay, where's your fucking what? Where's your fucking poke papers?" They're like, "Okay, here they are." He goes, "Okay, what arm did you get it in?" 
And they're like, this one. And some motherfucker, he waved a wand over it. And he said, no, you didn't. Wow. <laughs> like, what the fuck was that? What's in there that is waveable that he could tell? You know what I mean? And so, like, like you said, Thomas, maybe they glow red and these guys were glowing blue. And he was like, these motherfuckers. I mean, because if it were printed, right, then everyone's like, oh, Mark of the Beast. But if it just makes you glow, it's the same Mark of the Beast. But now people don't get all up in arms about it because they don't have it the just glows 666. Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and only under the right kind of light that you can't afford. Well, there's the there's a lot of people that reportedly had like spoons and metal things and magnets sticking to their arms and I tried right. that on my coworker, it didn't work, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then yeah. and then there was also a lot of people that um like showed up on like um what do you call it? Uh Bluetooth, right? Did you ever hear about that? I've heard that. Yeah, <laughs> I've heard that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Like I could just like, start streaming my Spotify yeah. playlist through Nate. <laughs> I didn't get it, dude. You can't get no. it through me. No, but it's it's interesting to think that um maybe well, there's another thought too that it not necessarily to kill everybody off. It's like a Russian roulette. Some of it's to transhumanize. It yeah. Yeah, no, I mean I totally agree with you with that. I think that this is definitely has something to do with transhumanism. Yeah, I, I could definitely see that. It's starting to get your bodies. It's like it's it's like the groundwork. It's like getting your bodies ready for that, like uh, for the Internet of people, the Internet of bodies. Like that's like getting those little nanoparticles in us so that like we are connectable to all these yeah. different things. Loomis, you blew my mind earlier when you mentioned that Morgellons might just be not necessarily a disease, but some people reacting to it. And it almost sounds like an allergy to getting this sort of, you know, transhumanist little nanoparticles in your system. So mm. that that's just an interesting concept here, because, again, it, it might just be let's see what happened. That's so much of what science and, and government science is, is. Let's just do some crazy shit and see what happens. And if something yeah. goes wrong, then uh, whatever, you know, like let their grandkids sue our grandkids. What the hell do we care? Yeah, they've done it before and they'll do it again. And they they're doing it in a large amount now. But there is the the um uh what's his name? Dr. Robert Malone who says, you know, I, some people think he's a shill and I I don't really know, but um he's saying that, you know, everybody is going to have spike protein teen manufacturing in their body constantly. So eventually it's basically going to kill everybody off that got it because their immune systems can't cope with it they'll basically have like aids because they 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 can't fight off all these constant spike proteins being manufactured in their body so then there's that pretty dark thought that eventually um you know that could happen yeah in fact um you guys might know charlie robinson uh macro charlie yeah yeah yep shout out to him yeah i had him on my show and we talked about that and he did a whole show on that called where did the people go which is like his I guess he said his most successful show ever and darkest show ever, but basically he put together the fact that um, there's this, uh, what's it called? Um, there's this agency, uh, I forget what it's called, but they basically they basically predicted the world population by 2025 is going to be so much lower. And uh, and he, he basically did a tabletop exercise like, like uh, the spars at Pandemic, exercise if you guys are familiar with that and basically kind of put together a possibility of, of our future of a way less populated world 
And the dark That's side exactly what they of want. that is that, that if they really wanted to pull off like the World Economic Forum and all these people wanted to pull off their real plans, they really can't do it with the size of the population they have now with 15-minute cities and all this. They, they, I think that their plans would have to do with a much reduced population. I think the most hopeful thing that I've heard from that is like uh, the World Economic Forum also put out this like it was like this story that they were like, I don't know, it was some silly, but they, they were sitting there describing like what the world was going to look like in their future advanced, like awesome city. And then they said, but what about those people, the ones that live outside? And they oh, like yeah. they basically described us that like we we live in like bum huts and we <laughs> and yeah. I was like that's awesome they're gonna let us live in bum huts I'm <laughs> fucking stoked I'm fine with that I'll fucking go straight like Uncle Ted I'll be uh, Ted Kaczynski I'll live in a cabin I'll be fine yeah it's not that bad I mean you're it's close not to that nature. bad yeah. I like the Demolition Man version where we all just live in the sewers and eat rat burgers all day, but we have a, a great time doing it. <laughs> I mean, that's what Monica Perez says. She's like, she's like, when we live in the caves, we'll be making uh, like rat bone asterisk. Or, uh, yeah, anyway, aspect. We'll be making rat bone aspect. We'll making bone broth out of the fucking rats and shit. And we'll still be having a good time. I mean, well, if it's between a rat and a cricket, right? Yeah, I'll eat a rat. I mean, rats are More fucking protein. gross, dude. Jesus yeah. <laughs> Christ. You got to well done cook those motherfuckers. Like, I don't know if you guys watch that Netflix, like, little documentary about rats and just the amount of parasites in your average fucking rat. Jesus fucking Christ, dude. But if you That's were to scary. breed them specifically as a protein source, you could probably eliminate some of that aspect. Maybe. Yeah, hopefully. Because, I mean, they were, like, testing, like, a New York City rat. You know what I mean? They were like testing like some gross. New York stuff. City. <laughs> no. That's why funny I joke for everyone. I went to Peru. I was like, "Ooh, I heard about all the parasites. They want you to eat guinea pig in Peru. That they they serve ah, it dude, on. I'd the eat I ate a guinea pig, pig in Peru. Good. Oh, wow. I'd eat yeah, the I love the fuck yeah. out of one. They, dude, they're so like fat and sumptuous. I bet they're like real you know what I, I juicy up, and... though because I, I I got the guinea pig right and I pull off one of the legs and I'm like kind of like no 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 but it's like this tiny little chicken leg. But apparently the big thing is the skin. You're supposed to eat the skin, but I it, hmm. I couldn't bring myself because it still had like little tufts of fur in little places, and <laughs> so I kind of just like pulled the skin off and then just went for the meat, which was like the you gotta have the mouth. skin, man. Yeah, if, if I ever go back, I'll have to eat the whole thing the right way. That yeah, was the buddy. homeroom pet in my class. The homeroom yeah. pet was guinea pig. So it's uh, it could be both, bro. They're multi-purpose now. Yeah. Okay. All right. You let the kids play with them. Yeah, have a good time, and then you fucking slap that buddy on a stick and just roast them out there and just you know it's it was, gonna be it all right real what too, i'm man. saying they is put, we're gonna survive and they, they put like a hollandaise sauce on it and it came with like cubed avocado and like all sorts of nice garnish it, it wasn't just like here's your guinea pig on a stick kid you know it was like a a nice meal like it was presented yeah. very well yeah well i i went as far as alpaca steak and that's the best steak i've ever had in my life so you know, it was good, but I just couldn't bring myself to do the guinea pig. I don't know. It's just like the way it's on the platter, just like dead. Like, I don't yeah, know. They, they splay it out and it's looking yeah, at you with the little fangs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bring it on, dude. I'll, I'll eat it all. I don't care. Well, when push I'll comes eat a cricket. to cricket, I'm not afraid not? of crickets. You guys are pussies. You don't want to eat crickets. I'll eat I'm not cricket. touching them. I'm not touching their goddamn crickets. Okay. My problem is their fucking bugs. <laughs> the ones that they're growing in those fucking factories, like those GMO monstrosities, like... 
Are there any? If any I catch weird a cricket delicacies? in my own yard, like I'm a beaner, like I'll fucking eat a bug. I don't care. <laughs> like I've I've drank the worm in the bottle of the fucking tequila. Like, oh yeah. Man, are so there are there any weird like bugs or uh, other animals that that people outside Hawaii would think is strange? Well, we don't have much out here because we're so isolated, but um, we do have Vietnamese centipedes. And they can grow about six inches to a foot long. And then they bite you, man, they put you on fire. They're horrible. Um, Do people eat those? You can. uh, Chickens eat them. They love them. They'll tear them apart. Chickens will, like, Hmm. they'll fight over it. They love it. It must be some good protein. But um, they're, they're really, they got, like, a wicked energy. The way they move, it's, like, gives you that feeling like almost like a snake feeling it's just but we don't have snakes so we we really don't have anything in hawaii it's like really other than birds people brought a few things in like the native hawaiians brought chickens and pigs here um but because of our isolation originally the only native things here were birds and there was uh the hawaiian bat but uh, basically you would have had to fly to get here because of our isolation we're not even close to any other islands so uh yeah there's not much here that's i mean wildlife tours are as interesting as looking at chickens that's why there isn't any so you guys have chicken problems right like yeah that's like the last time i talked to somebody i don't know who that was that lived out there in hawaii he was telling me that they'll they'll like pay you to go and kill some of those wild chickens in some of those islands because they have problems it's like iguanas in florida here you can get paid for just taking out iguanas if if you want to do that well, yeah, Florida's got all kinds of uh, snakes and everything, huh? Well, because all these idiots just release it outside and they go into the Everglades and it's, yeah. there's no natural predators and they just, it's pythons is the big one and iguanas. Yeah. There's also like a monkey infestation too in South Florida, which is kind of interesting. Is there really? That's fucking there fascinating. Is, yeah, because yeah, there was a guy that had like a whole monkey like... Ref, like a refugee camp slash zoo it's slash... always some asshole like that and and it just like he just let it get out of control and yeah and now there's a monkey uh population that exploded well i mean there's a natural well not natural but there's a population of hippos in south america now because of pablo escobar pablo escobar wanted some hippos oh, right. in his fucking backyard and then when <laughs> he got taken down like they just left his fucking animals like they didn't give a shit and so some of the hippos got loose and now there's just fucking hippos down there and fucking. <laughs> That's nuts. That's yeah, we nuts. have a valley here on this island where wallabies were at the airport in a cage in a in a plane, and they somehow got loose. So there's one valley here where there's like wild wallabies, but they're not supposed <laughs> to be here. And I've tried looking for them; they're real scared of humans. But there there is little things like that that happen here. But um, we don't have much of anything. It's very boring as far as you know creatures, other than. You know, cats and dogs. That's about what, it. What kind of creatures do you want us to smuggle there? I could bring. There's all kinds of options from Florida that we could smuggle. Koala bears. Koala bears well, I like koalas. Yeah, they're nice and fuzzy and cute. Don't they have like uh, chlamydia? Isn't that like yes, a thing? They do have yeah. chlamydia. Mm-hmm. So don't fuck them. And, and they get cute, drunk all day. Resist your urges to fuck them. Don't fuck them. Mm. Even if they give you those those <laughs> fuck me eyes. Those, right? those little doll eyes. Yeah. <laughs> You know they get drunk all day off their eucalyptus, <laughs> and they sleep like twenty hours a day. So they're basically up four hours a day drunk. That's a koala. Dude, I, I grew life, up man. with a. There was that. a cartoon that I grew up with. It was about a girl that could travel through time and go to inner, like travel interdimensionally with the help of these two koalas. 
And that always made me think that koalas are like some kind of connection to this astral realm. But maybe they're all just getting drunk off eucalyptus, DMT or something. And they yeah, were they're like banging that girl out in between the. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. What show is that, Thomas? So I'll have, have to look it up. <laughs> I don't know if I'm too separated from you, Nate. Some of my references that, that you didn't see because you were like still a little sperm somewhere. <laughs> what? How old are you, Thomas? I'm 40 this year. Oh, okay, I'm a little bit older than you, too. You're not but, that yeah. much older than me. I'm 34. <laughs> it was called The Noozles. It was, a, it was a it was a 26-episode anime from the Nippon Animation Company, and I believe in the early or in the late 80s, Nickelodeon had a uh, deal with them. Interesting. So years ago, a pet store had a fire in here in Southern California, and now we've had wild parrots, parrots ever since. Noisy fuckers. They are noisy. We got some yeah. loose here, too, The people have had a pet so there's they're super noisy you don't want them in like your tree or something you'll wake up to them just... i wonder if there was like a huge wild population of like 100 parrots and you just taught one to be like fuck you would they all like learn it from each other and you could just make it so if you drove through that part of town you would just hear non-stop parrots fuck you fuck you that's an awesome idea can they learn from each other like if you taught one parrot could that parrot teach another parrot I don't know. I don't, well, I think they just listen to you, like you silly human, you know, but they probably wouldn't talk to each other like that. But that would be awesome if you could have fuck you in stereo coming at you from a tree. I've just added it to the bucket list. That's a new idea I've never even thought of. But yeah, they, they are loud, those things. And they shit everywhere because they're twice as big as most of the birds. So. You got they live long as hell too, don't they? Can't get like a like one of those parrots live like eighty plus years or something, like a yeah, human lifespan. Human lifespan, yeah. Turtles are the same way. Yep, elephants. Yeah, buddy. I was actually just I did a little history research on uh on some whaling on some guys that were that were doing like uh whaling. I think around like the eighteen fifties, maybe earlier than that, and um. They would eat turtles, so they would go to they would find these tortoises because I guess there's a big like reservoir of water in their neck, and you can just like sit there and just like crack them over the head and then just like guzzle the fucking (laughs) (laughs) like like Hillary Clinton with a baby drinking adrenochrome, right? Exactly. And then you just flip them over and you cook them inside of their shell, and then you just fucking go to town. And those things are like (laughs) like 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 hot pockets. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, kind nature's, of, man. Nature's little uh, cup of noodles. <laughs> but they it's, get to be like 150 pounds, dude. These yeah. big old monsters. And then these big whaling boats would just sit there and just feast. And that I guess they're pretty the good. the main meals on the Titanic, too. It was turtle soup, I think, was one of the, the main meals there. For the upper decks. I want to fucking try some turtle now. I feel like I I grew up with uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and it would just make me never be able to eat turtle soup just because that was, like, the worst offense you could perform on Michelangelo at that point. Yeah, if you get caught touching them out here, it's like a $60,000 fine. They're highly protected. But in Florida, too. They don't, they don't play around in Florida. No, I've heard that. Yeah. Yeah, it's a dark meat, I think. It's like... um. It's like uh, kind of chewy and stuff. I think I've had it before, but I didn't know I had it. So, yeah. Um, for, uh, yeah. Likely Thailand. story <laughs> yeah. for eating that black, mar- that black market produce. Yeah, you never know. Well, 
I had some pho from a Vietnam Vietnamese restaurant and my cat wouldn't eat the meat out of it. And I was like, oh, maybe it's <laughs> maybe it's on its own. Yeah. I, I think I've told this story on the fucking on the show before, but like I had a buddy from Thailand or Laos, one or the other. He, the weirdest thing that he ever let me try from over at his house was baby bear wine. And oh. <laughs> it was a legit dead baby bear in this fucking vat. And then it was, it tasted like raisins. It was kind of sweet and it, <laughs> it got me pretty toasted. And there was like, there was like snake venom wine and stuff. There was like a fucking snake and one and they had tiger. It was, I want to say it was tiger penis wine or it was tiger bones, but they had a wine that was uh, it, tiger related. And that one was really expensive and he didn't let me try that one. Wow. That's but I would have <laughs> happily. That's a very exotic collection of things. Just just two dudes drinking tiger penis Viagra. That's all this is. <laughs> yeah, there's some there's some crazy foods out there. I I mean we're just America's pretty sterilized compared to a lot of the world that eats all kinds of stuff. Yeah, dude, I'm really bummed that the wet markets got all demonized in China and they like shut them all <laughs> oh, down. Because, dude, I had some fucking fantasies of going to those weird wet markets and eat some bizarre <laughs> shit. Have I you ever some seen some fucking bad soup? Fuck you. You ever and seen those videos? Over. I think I think it's in like mainland China, but they, they just like cook things and like they'll just open up a hole in the ground and they'll just like make it piping hot. It's just like oil that just happens to be like running through their like sewer system or something, and they like boil food in it because it's just like free oil right like free cooking oil uh but it just turns into like street food <laughs> yeah, that's you know it's good though you know it tastes amazing right dude what is it it's the yulin dog festival i think i would honestly have a hard time with that like i need a lot of things dude but eating the fucking dude and the problem is too is because like at least this is at least in south korea because my my brother-in-law was living up there for a while and he was doing the research on it. And so it's not in the big cities anymore. It's like not in Seoul. They don't do that shit. They're like, they're rich in advance. They think you're like a backwoods fucking retard if you do this. But there's still the backwoods retards out there that fucking love dog. And they they sincerely think that if you torture the fucking dog first, it tastes better. So it's not even like, the, it's not even like nicely... Like, you don't, like, pet this dog, you love this dog, and then you, like, kill it, like, politely, and then they roast it. They fucking torture it first because they think it tastes better. I, I got to call Jesus BS on that. Not, not to what you're saying, but I think that they probably do that to, like, de... Well, dehumanize is the wrong word, but de-dogadize <laughs> the dogs so that when you go to eat it, you haven't bonded with it, right? Just the same way, like, you don't you don't name your, your cows if you know you're going to to eat them or something like that so i think the the worse you treat the dogs then the less bad you feel about eating a freaking man's best friend i can see that i could see that yeah i don't know so it was, if it's just that that nasty thing that just barks at you and you smack it across the face and poke it with a sharp stick every once in a while then it's not you know barkles yeah. that like snuggles yeah. with you at night right and like alerts you and and comes home to you so well, it's going to release all that fear adrenaline in them, just like adrenochrome, you know, but uh, you don't want from apparently it's not great tasting, though. Adrenaline uh, doesn't make a, a good uh, additive to meat. Usually you want the least amount of adrenaline in your meat. Yeah, I've definitely okay. heard that, though, that that's like one reason why they like insist on things like KFOs is like to have these like stressed out 
like really fucking like tortured, exhausted, angry, sad, depressed animals. And then they fucking kill them and then they feed them to us and we get all that fucking energy. And I don't know if there's any truth to that, but it's fascinating. I mean, that's, that's that, factory farming in a yeah. nutshell, right? But it, it is, is the yeah. exact Apo's opposite of like Kobe beef. So like if you're, if you're going to eat a dog, right, I'd rather have like a Kobe dog where it's been like massaged yeah. and loved. And then like it doesn't even see it coming, right? Like the hitman just comes up behind it one day while it's playing Nintendo. Bam. And then it turns into food. True. Yeah. True. Well, when I went to Fiji, we've gone all over the place. Yeah, I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad we wind it up on on the, the most ethical ways to eat dogs. Well, I was just going to talk a little bit about cannibalism too, because when I went to Fiji, there was um, there was the the tradition of of drinking kava. So they prac they pass around this bowl, and you drink kava, and it makes you kind of intoxicated, like numb. And and the guy was saying, yeah, we we got this tradition from the Tongans. And, uh, and I was like, Oh, what did, what did you guys do before? He goes, Oh, this used to be blood. I was like, Oh, and so they, they had all these tools like graphic tools in their day. Like cannibalism wasn't that long ago in Fiji. And they have like these certain tools to like rip a brain out of a skull, like pull the actual brain out and different, different like torture tools they had. So uh, I was like, well, what, what did they, um, what do they say human tastes like? And he goes, oh, like pork. And yeah. I've heard that countless yeah. times. So it still is happening in Papua New Guinea. Yeah. It's still, yeah, there's still cannibalism. Yeah. It's, dude, it's a really fucked up place. I mean, if, if you think about it, it's a pretty fucked up place. Um, I don't know how dark you want to fucking end this episode, but like there, <laughs> there's like in Papua New Guinea. You guys want to see a dead body right now on air? This, this is worse. <laughs> okay. Well, as bad. <laughs> like to become a warrior they take these young boys around the age of 12 this is like their bat mitzvah and so they like take them out like deep in the in the woods and they feed them come they're like get over here and suck my dick and they like they'll just do blow bangs on these young boys and they're like this is gonna make you a strong warrior so drink every drop oh jesus fucking wait wait what what country what culture (laughs) this is papa new guinea this is papa new guinea uh, Dude, there's someone listening in Papua New Guinea right now. Be like, no, like, don't. What the fuck are you like, talking about? I'm a very strong warrior. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. That's awful. That, that went from dark to disgusting. <laughs> yeah. uh, well. well, Loomis, this was a lot of fun, brother. It was. Um, yeah, we'll have to do it again. We can talk about anything and everything. Maybe we won't talk about cannibalism or dick sucking or, you know, some things like that. I'd still do that over crickets. FYI. <laughs> At least I become a warrior. Give <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me a cricket warrior. You're going to be a man warrior. <laughs> well, brother, uh, do you want to throw some uh, some more plugs sure, away sure. for our audience? Tell yeah, our audience one more time where they can find you. Again, thanks for having me on, you guys. I appreciate it. And I'll have you guys on my show sometime, too. Uh, this will be my 10th year of doing the show. Uh, it's gone. I don't, I don't know. It's gone fast. It's crazy. But um, so I'm going to, you know, do some hopefully some big things this year. My, my show is Chant It Down. Uh, any podcast player. Uh, you can find me on Instagram, Chant It Down, Telegram, Odyssey, Rumble, um, YouTube. I still have a channel after all this stuff that I put on there and the, all the strikes. I won't answer this one. 
what's that? <laughs> I said I, I won't after this one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I didn't realize we were going there, but uh, yeah, it so, doesn't matter. We have Rockfin. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that's pretty much where you find me. Um, I do a variety of stuff on the show, a lot of guests, you know, topics range from everything in this tapestry of trying to get out the truth, and uh, that's pretty much it. Hell yeah, man, that was fucking awesome. Thomas, yeah. you want to throw some more plugs? Yeah, dude. Again, on my since we got into chemtrails, which was such an awesome coincidence, my connect the dots, the confounding conspiracy of chemtrails book here that you'll only get through Paranormal American. You won't find another children's chemtrails book as good as this one anywhere. I, I guarantee it, or your money back. And then, uh, yeah, and these are almost out. These are my paranoid pamphlet MK Ultra pamphlets that drops the entire backstory of paperclip all the way to MK Ultra and beyond. And you can get these at paranoidamerican.com. These are almost out. So if you want one of the OG prints before we start doing the reprints, uh, you got a, a small amount of time to grab these. Fuck yes, dude. Cool. Hell yeah. Well, gentlemen, I appreciate your time. This was a lot of fun. Thank you thank very you. much. Thank you, Loomis. It was awesome. Yeah. Cool, guys. Thanks.